Welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- it's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyrics ever. With the juvenile flush on that one? <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. I'm not dealing with that crap. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, we are back with the first episode of 2023. Happy New Year, fellas. I'm looking forward to doing this one. This is our top listens for 2022. We have a uh, we each have a list of our top fives. Uh, we've got some honorable mentions, and we've got just some some albums we want to throw out there for uh, discussion's sake. I'm sure you guys ready to do this? We're ready, we are. Anthony. Do we have a tagline for 2023? I don't yes. have a tagline for 2023. No what, what How about uh, <laughs> let's see if I can think of some off the fly. Keep your pants down and your uh, boxers rising. How's that sound? Let's have a good 2023. Oh, God, sounds that like sounds you just terrible. Maybe drop the explicit <laughs> tag right, immediately into the show, Great. man. Great. Here we go. <laughs> Starting off I... right. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. I'm trapped. Oh, Lord. I do want to well, throw yeah. the caveat. We're, we're pulling clips from I don't know how many different albums. And uh, sometimes... All these albums sound different, sound quality. I got right. I got Anthony and Jimmy to actually send me their own clips so I didn't have to pull like 30 different tracks. And <laughs> I'm just going to apologize in advance if the sound quality is not the best on all these songs. But I mean, I, I did the I best I could a, to balance them out. I put so. a Bluetooth speaker to the mic and it seems to work well. My podcast has been going for two years on my own, so with that way, and nobody's complained yet. So hopefully it'll sound good. There we go. There we go. All right, guys. Well, it's get... more the the fact that they come from so many different albums. You know how like oh, good when you're good. when you're doing one album, the sound oh, yeah. quality is equal all the way through. But this this is a mishmash for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> About right, four guys. different decades. So yeah, definitely for sure. Good lord, I got an old one in there. All right, let's uh let's get this thing rocking. I guess we'll start out with our number five picks, and then we'll work our way down. We'll throw our honorable mentions in before we hit number one, and then we'll uh. We'll just have the discussion. Guys, I guess as as per the norm, I'm first. My number five this year. Chris, if you will go ahead and hit that.
a long way to your house I can still hear the sound Of you saying don't go When I think about you I think about 17 I think about my old Jeep I think about the stars in the sky Funny how a melody Sounds like a memory Like a soundtrack To a July Saturday night Springsteen I bumped into you by happenstance You probably wouldn't even know who I am But if I whispered your name I bet still be a spark so obviously Eric Church Chief was my number five for 2022 and honestly it was a huge surprise for me to go and listen to this record back in November when we had these picks. I had heard of him, don't get me wrong, I, I just never really listened to him. Didn't even realize he sang the song Springsteen, which was something that was in the back of my mind as soon as I heard it as I was listening to my first playthrough, I was like, Oh my God, I love this song from way back in whatever it was, 2010, 9, whatever year this album came out. And um, man, I found this album to be an absolutely fantastic listen. I still find myself listening to the record. To top it all, we got Eric Church coming to our neck of the woods next year. I plan on listening to a lot of his music throughout the year to get more and more familiar, if you will. This album really stuck with me, guys. I absolutely loved it. I mean, from the opening track, Creeping. You know, when I was pulling my tracks, I just wanted to kind of do a little, uh, just throw a mix of a couple tunes from this album that stood out. But man, Creeping, Drinking My Hand, uh, I, I mean, I like country music, Jesus, like Jesus does, you know, there's so much purity to what he's singing in this record, and that's what stood out about me, and, and this is the reason why it's my number one. What you guys think about it? I mean, you guys can, if you number guys five. want to discuss it for, number, for five. number five. Yeah, it's my number five. Sorry. <laughs> That's that's that, that's why it's that's why it's my number. It's like five, it's just confused already. It's starting. Yeah, I'm already yeah, I starting. Uh, I mean, do you guys have any opinion on that, or I mean, do y'all? It's a solid pick. It, it surprised me how good it was. Uh, I know Anthony was pretty familiar with that album going in, mm -hmm, but yeah. I wasn't. Right, right. Uh, and and yeah, it surprised me how good it was too. I I know the country music industry held, holds him in pretty high regard. I, I have this theory that there's so many posers in that genre that. Once they come across a good one, they they like prop them up as much as they can because they don't want to. <laughs> like oh, okay, absolutely. This, this gives us validity, you know. People like this, he's definitely yeah. on in that end of the spectrum when it comes. He's to got a unique, music. unique voice to him. He has his yeah. pickup truck and red cup songs too, like all the rest of them. But uh, but he's also got songs like Springsteen and things like that that are just different. Yeah. You know, right? It's, it's right. more of an outlaw country sound, which kind of. Well, Springsteen is a really. I I was a big Springsteen fan back in the day. I haven't listened to him as much recently, but that song kind of makes me think of Springsteen and think about my youth when I hear it. And that's what really turned me on to Eric Church when I first got into him. Was I heard that song? I was like, I got to hear more of this guy. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. I was thinking, and we you know we discussed during the podcast when we reviewed this the Homeboy song. Like we said, it reminded me of my brother and. uh you know, that, that kind of hit home, so it, that's something that stuck with And that's why I picked that those two tracks. Those were that probably the two song, that, those, those two probably, picked, hit me the best, yeah. you know. so uh, Two good picks, dude. Absolutely. I mean, that, that was the way to, to pull that together. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Chris, go ahead. What's your number five for 2022? Well, number five surprised me a little bit. Um, you know, I was telling Anthony when you were away there, I, I, going into the – when I first started picking these albums, I thought I, I – 
think I know my top five before and didn't really went too stressed about it. And then, then I actually got into it and I kind of, what I'll do is I'll, I'll pull little sheets of paper apart and I'll write the albums. I think that are, I give myself like 10 or 15 albums and I just kind of like shuffle them in order on the, on the floor and look and kind of like have my like little image board there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, eh, this one's up, this one's down. You know, I just kind of shift them around until I feel good about where they are. And some that I thought were going to be in my top five dropped off and so others that I'd kind of forgotten we did. And I was like, oh yeah, man, I forgot about that. That's a great album. And, and it just kind of like moved around. So uh, some that I maybe told you guys I thought were going to be in there weren't. Uh, they might, might hit, hit the honorable mentions. But uh, anyway, my number five, uh, it was a formative album for me when I was a kid growing up, I guess, to some degree. It was uh, the first concert I ever saw in person was from this person. We happened to review them this year. Uh, I'll go ahead and play a clip for you guys. this thing hit my top five was I, I look back there were certain albums I listened to and they made me go deep dive more albums this was one of those uh nice. I, there were three Huey albums that uh, by the way this was Huey Lewis and the News Sports I think we probably need to <laughs> say what we're reviewing. right right for right. those of us the people may not know uh but yeah it, it was like there because the, I remember when I picked it out there was a, another album the one right before that this album I was like that's a really good album too and it would have been another good selection uh, I don't know maybe one day we'll go back and revisit that one but I mean the thing about Huey he's, he's kind of got this big band like he's like kind of like conductor almost to these guys in a way it almost feels like because you know he has all the brass section and I mean it's a huge band on the stage when you watch him He's got that whole doo-wop thing going on sometimes. It's almost a throwback to the fifties, you know. I mean, it's but and it, it it just it's a weird things that gets weird kind of group of things that gets mashed together, and sometimes you don't feel like it should work, but it does. Uh, I don't know. It, it's 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 unique. It's an outlier. It's not. He's not like many other people around, and I know it's not today. I mean, it was this was from the eighties, but still, he uh, even back then I think was kind of unique. 
I don't know. It, it just kind of hit me. It, it, like I said, it was the first concert I ever saw in person. It was in the eighth grade. Uh, and it was just, I, it stuck with me. I always liked his music and I deep dove it after. So, you know, I put a lot of thought into this. To me, this one felt like it deserved to be in my top five. So that's my number five. Hey man, it was a great pick. It was a great uh, return to, I'd listened to it and had this on cassette back in the day as we discussed before, man. Yeah. Fantastic album. I mean, although it, it wasn't one of my top five picks, uh, it's not my normal go-to. However, that is an absolutely fantastic record. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I agree with Chris on all what he said. So, I mean, it's uh, it was not really even in my honorable mentions either this year, but uh, I did enjoy getting into it. Um, it was a fun album to listen to. Sure. Just this year we had so many albums. I had a lot of trouble picking albums. At least my fifth one, it was really hard to pick. And this was one of the contenders Huey Lewis was for a bit. Oh, no but, kidding. Uh, wow. Yeah, I was thinking about that one big. It was a really good album to dive into. There's a lot of great songs on that one. But there was just so much. We I don't know if we had a better year at picking or if I just did a better job of keeping up with what we did. Because <laughs> I had a lot of trouble kind of figuring out a list this year, more than I have in the last couple of years. So, well, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. That is Well, that's a good so, problem to have, to be honest. That means we've listened to a lot of great stuff over the years. We have. It's pretty diverse, too. I think. We have. Oh, yeah. We yeah. have got a, a very, very diverse very, very diverse list of records that we reviewed. All right. Well, Anthony, let's go ahead and hit yours, your top five, number five. Well, Chris, I'll get Chris to play the clip. I don't know what it is yet. Anthony's <laughs> oh, doing yeah. a bunch of random clips, so he's going right. to have to tell We've got to see what this is. Okay, gotcha. Well, I think we need to go down to the airport and take a little trip to Africa. Oh, nice. Nice transition, right? I like it, my friend. That'd be the best one I did so far. It's waiting there for you. And I didn't do a medley. I should have done a medley. I was uh, up against the clock because the Christmas season was about to hit, and I had to get a bunch of stuff done, not just on oh, the podcast, dude, around the house. Um, so and it's fine, dude. It, so. Don't even worry about it, dude. I, I'm just I'm excited with your pick. It's a fantastic choice. Um, and what I thought I would do is just I'm going to read off my. Uh, if you go to my Patreon page, I keep up with all my scripts from this podcast on there. Oh, nice. And I went back and pulled my final blurb with my final rating for each one of these. So I was going to read my blurb wow. off of there. Yeah, that's cool. a good idea, man. Yeah, I've got my ratings up as well. Go ahead. Um, and this is what I wrote about this song, this album. I mean, Toto 4 is the name of the album. I did what Chris did. It's Toto 4. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, I'm glad we finally dove into this one this week. When I went back to revisit it recently, I knew we had to eventually cover it, and I'm glad we did. This is an amazing album from start to finish with no duds. And even when the album dips a notch, these songs are, are, are still great. This is the kind of album you can get, you could turn on and get lost in. I can't recommend it enough to everyone. I gave it an even eight, an excellent. So my rating came out to an even eight, which is crazy. And there are about 10 other albums I could have slotted into five here. And I'll be my honorable mentions. Sure. But it was Africa and Rosanna that put it over for me. I mean, those oh, two fantastic. songs are just, they're in the zeitgeist of pop rock. 
Africa to this day still plays as good as it did back in the 80s, maybe even better. As an adult, some of these albums are playing better now than it did when I was a teenager. I think this song is playing better for me now as a te- as an adult than it when I was a teenager. So, right, right, um, yeah, just an amazing album to start. Breathe a little life into that song too, you know. With, with yeah, Weezer did breathe life that. in this song, and, and it, yeah. it held true to the original the way they. Oh did yeah, it, so. it absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, it's so, freaking a Anthony. It's a great pick. Great pick. That was my five. My number five was Toto Four. So I just thought, uh, you know, when I heard it on a podcast, somebody talking about, it, I was like, we've got to dive into this album and. uh I was a little nervous about it with you guys. I wasn't sure if y'all would dig it as much, and then I'm glad y'all got into it too. Yeah, so. It was a pleasant surprise. Something once again I hadn't listened to in many, many, many years. It was a great choice, man. I and what I remember that one, the guitar working that was a lot was a standout. I'll say Steve like Lukather, my friend, Lukather's yeah, a man. genius, genius. Yeah. Oh so. my god! All right, we have gone through number five, moving up to number four. Chris, go ahead and hit mine for me, please. Queensryche Rage for Order was my number four pick for last year. And it's an album I chose to revisit because I feel like it was very underrated, very underappreciated. Uh, and I'm going back in and diving, uncovering some in-depth lyrical meanings about vampirism we discussed during the podcast. And it really changed my perspective on the record. And honestly, guys, this thing is a rocker. It was the precursor to Operation Minecraft, which we all know is probably, it is my top five record of all time because I love that album. But nonetheless, this album, it's just got so many, so many good songs. And because it was number four, I only picked a couple of tunes to to highlight. Walk in the Shadows, arguably one of my favorite Queensryche tunes, not, and not far behind its New Regal, which was the second track I cut on this. Man, I love this album. I love how this thing flowed. I mean, it, it basically, the story... I guess the dark city streets in in Seattle where these guys are, you know, it, where these guys I guess originated from. But nonetheless, I love it. I hope you guys found this one enjoyable. I think we had very positive reviews for the most part on this we record, did. and it made my top five for the year because of this reason. And I, I enjoyed it. You guys, final thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I don't disagree at all. Uh, you may hope you remember we, we're going to see him in less than a week. Next Sunday. <laughs> Next Sunday we're seeing him, yeah. Looking forward to seeing Jeff Tate uh, perform. In our backyard, of, basically. Good Lord. Yeah, hopefully some of these songs will be uh, in the set list off of this I, album. I know one for fact is, and possibly two, depending on how it goes, but he's definitely playing Walk in the Shadows. I don't know if he's going to play, um, I think Infrared's the other one maybe, but yeah, still yet. Yeah, awesome still team. great song. That's the one good thing about it. Uh, artist, uh, a lead singer going off making a solo career is it still sounds like Queen's Oh yeah, <laughs> even if absolutely. you don't have the same chemistry behind you, you can still pull it off enough to make it still sound really like the songs, the original songs. So that's a positive, I guess. You know, and this was almost in my top five. It was in my top five for a long time. This album, um, and it just I kept bumping it down. And I actually had it in there for a bit, and then I pulled it out, had it in for you know, I just. You know, I went. I listened to most of all these albums again to see how these sounded again, and this one didn't get top five after a re-listen. But there are still so many amazing, amazing songs on there. You oh yeah, know? fantastic! And get close to you. I still really enjoy that one, I, dude. <laughs> Even more I now know, than I did before. I then. almost picked that one because, but Chris hated it so, or didn't like it so much. Uh, but I, I, me and you kind of got. I got hate after our first listen, dude. <laughs> hate, hate, hate's a strong word, but it might be the right word. But nonetheless, yeah, man, I almost almost pulled that track too, Anthony, because I, I did. I, I think it's something that fit this album because yeah. of the vampire stuff. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. Anyway, I loved it. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it, and it did make my top five, obviously, at number four. Chris, what was your number four this year? Okay, well, my number four. It's an album that had been on my list for probably over a year to review, but for whatever reason, other things kept getting shoved in front of it, and I just kept kind of pushing it down the list and. And finally, one day, I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to pull it out. I, I I didn't have anything to put in front of it. I kind of like slacked. Okay, this one's, this one's going to get the, the nod this week. Uh, and I'm really glad I did because it, after I listened to it again, deep dive, uh, started listening to other albums by this, this band. And uh, it actually made my Spotify top five of the year, you know, that this band did, which shocked me when I saw that. I was like, oh, well, but then I was like, yeah. Uh, it was one of these bands that I, you know, listened to on the back deck all summer after after I kind of got into it a little bit. So that makes sense. It's right in my wheelhouse with that blues rock kind of sound out of the '70s, which I think is probably my favorite decade now. And I've I've come to realize it's bad company, bad company, and here are the tracks.
was listening to that back. Now, the guitar tone is just so good. I mean, these guys just crush it. It's hard to believe they could generate a sound that pure in the 70s. I mean, with the lack of technology they had back then. But it was just tremendous. Uh, you guys, thank you. Any thoughts oh, on dude. Bad Company at number four? As soon as you started talking, I knew what it was. I already wrote it down on your top five. On my, <laughs> I'm, keeping up, I'm keeping score over here to see how we turn yeah. out this year. And I knew it. I was like, yeah, it's a Bad Company for sure. Because you had made a point earlier whenever we were discussing our top listens for the year you said it was on there i was like that's amazing because I, I i mean i knew that we had listened to a lot of bad company especially i think we had two weeks on that is that correct i can't remember but uh oh, it was just one was it just one week it was a, oh, it was a you mean the, album. Uh, oh I, i'm sorry yeah you're probably right yeah it's probably one I, I, I know it was amazing the there, yeah yeah it was amazing listen it's something i hadn't listened to in a long long time. i don't even know if i've listened to that album i think i listened to greatest hits more than the records for Bad Company back in those days. Man, it's no, great, same great, here, man. great music. Good Lord. I didn't even yeah. mention the Seagull song. I want to throw that at the end just to Oh, yeah, Anthony, the Seagull. Yes. So, you <laughs> know, that I've, I've, I've since warmed to that. I see the I see more of the Seagull song it's now. I kind of understand song, a little more what he was going for with it. So I just tried to pull three tracks. I didn't want to like overload it with I think the only know, part of that yeah. Seagull song that gets me is when he says, until someone shoots you down. I don't <laughs> understand what he means by that exactly. Probably That's the only thing I can't Crapping on your dreams, man. Some guy somebody crapping on your owns dreams. owns a hotel out in Myrtle Beach. He gets tired of all the seagulls coming probably. in and stealing his... <laughs> That honestly, that's probably what happened. He's probably sitting on the beach. Somebody shot a seagull, and he was like, you know, you're going to fly free until someone shoots you down, aren't you? So, <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, spoiler alert, that, that album's coming up, too, for me. So, uh, Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. I'm not saying where, but... That's okay. It's okay. That's that's is impressive. It number four. Oh. Is it the next pick for you? Or is it- <laughs> uh, no, no, no. All right. Speaking of next pick, Anthony, what is your number four this year? Well, years ago when I was in college, there was a bartender, and she turned me down. Of course, bartenders always turn me down. That's what always goes for me. And her name <laughs> was Carrie. <laughs> See, the transition is just. And that's my clip. I'm like the seagull. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, man, I'm going to go ahead and read my diatribe on this one, too. Like I said, I pulled them all for all of them. So this is what I said about Europe's The Final Countdown. I got the album in that time. Um, really did enjoy diving into this one the last two weeks. So I guess that was a two-week break. I think this might be the album of the year for me so far. It's nice when you take a nostalgia trip and the trip isn't painful. This album has held up well, and I was shocked by how shreddy the guitar was throughout each song. I can easily recommend this album and their next album as well, Out of This World. And if you can find it, their album Almost Unplugged from 2008 is a great listen too. They have an incredible acoustic version of the final countdown on that one. Final rating was 8.3, which puts the album just a notch shy of excellent. So this was up there for me for a long time this year, and it stayed in my top five. It never left. I was so happy to revisit this album. And like Chris said, the deep dive, I dove hard into these guys after. I listened to two or three, maybe four of their albums after this. And, uh, um, you know, I just surprised. You know, you got the final countdown, which has become sort of a really positive song, sort of a jokey song, however you want to use it, you know. And then you've got Carrie, you've got Cherokee, you've got Ninja, you've got... 
what else is on there? There's so much good music on that album. It's ridiculous. So that was an easy all, one. All the ones. Uh, what's that? <laughs> like you hit all the ones right there. Well, there's a few oh, other ones on there too that are even are strong too. There's another ballad on there. Probably could have been a single too. I think towards the end and uh, Rock the Night might be on that one as well. Is Rock the Night on that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, it is. There were a lot of songs on that one. That was the most greatest hits album. It's ridiculous how good that one was. So. That was my number was that, four, Europe, the final countdown. So that was their debut album as well, correct? Uh, no, I think they had, I think one, they had one before it. One I think they had one before it, yeah. And, but that was the one that really, really took off because MTV, if you guys remember, the final countdown was huge on MTV back in the uh, was it, oh, yeah. Was the album come out in 86? Is that right, Anthony? Does that sound right? It could have been 86. I don't have my man. notes up right in front of me, but I was thinking it was like maybe an 86, 87. Man, the albums that came out in 86 are. It's one of the greatest yeah. years for You're gonna make me look hair metal Dang slash it. metal music in general. All right, hang on. Agreed. It came in 80, it, May of 86. That's what I thought. I mean, you're looking at Peace Sales, Master of Puppets, what, Rain and Blood that year? Yeah. God, yeah, dude. this one you had, I keep going, there's more beyond that too. That's a different man. echelon when you're comparing those albums. To no, I know, one, but so, I'm saying, yeah. look at the other hair metals that came out in that era, era that album year it's too. A, it's so. a, I, well, I'm sure Def Leppard had something pretty heavy coming out. Hysteria was in 86, was it? 87 was for Hysteria. 87 feels like mm-hmm. Hysteria. It was right before that. Because right Pyromania was 83. Yeah. Yeah, but they had that, you know, that tremendous accident and they were they were off for a while, if you guys remember correctly. Alexis joined in the conversation. No, Hello. that's my Siri. My uh oh, HomePod oh. minis are so sensitive sometimes. I don't even know what I said. It said I'll show you some web results. That's awesome. What did I just say that made me sound like her voice? I don't know. We can start messing with her if you want to. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm Anyways. just playing. <laughs> All right, dude. Hey, great pick, Anthony. It was a great, it's a great album. Yeah, it was a good, good listen, pick, man. Anthony. Honestly, it was a good listen that year. It, it, and my overall rating was, I think, seven point eight. So I was just under that eight, which is the excellent mark for us. It's a good listen. I think I even bumped the score up to eight during the recording that night or that day. So yeah, yeah. It's, I'm surprised the shred on that too. The oh, guitarist, yeah, you know, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, let's move this up, Chris. My number three. Bring it on, sir.
It's the mighty Black Sabbath at my number three with the release Heaven and Hell, the debut of Ronnie James Dio with the band. And guys, the reason why I started this uh, little montage off with Heaven and Hell's riff, it's because you know it as soon as you hear it. As soon as that thing kicks in from the first note, you know what's going on. And that's something that makes a song and sometimes an album stand out. Um, I feel like this one made my list because this is where I discovered Ronnie James Dio from my first listen to uh, Sabbath when I was a lot younger. My cousin Hank had this on LP back in the day. Fantastic. And honestly, Ronnie James is one of my favorite singers in the metal genre in general. Um, I know that we did review a Dio album, uh, his debut Dio album as a solo artist uh, shortly thereafter, you know, six, eight weeks later, which was the Holy Diver record. Another fantastic, I had a tough choice to pick between those two records. Had a feeling it may be represented somewhere else. I do love this record, and it's one of the best metal albums, I think, of all time, in my opinion. I personally prefer Ronnie James over Ozzy. I know we had that discussion, and I get it. Ozzy's got a legion of fans, but I do love, I think he's more harmonic, and I'm glad that they were able to get back together later and and become a different band under the name of Heaven and Hell. And, um, man, Anthony, I know you were a little bit familiar. Chris, I know you weren't familiar at all, and I think we changed your opinion a little bit uh, this year for some uh, Ronnie James Dio vocals. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. But this was my number three pick for uh, 2022. Yeah, really solid pick, man. Uh, I was, uh, I don't want to spoil too much. I will say I, I you were probably thinking I'm going to pick the Dio album. Uh, it, it made my honorable mentions this year. I, I oh, thought nice, for nice. sure it was going to be in my top five. But once I jockeyed some around, it was just like it was right on the edge. But it didn't quite make the cut for me. But absolutely, I agree 100%. He... He, it was a, a new listen for me, and man, the guy was a tremendous vocalist. I feel like his vocal style works really well with Sabbath's guitars as well. You oh, know, that, yeah. That kind of sound they have. Right, right, so, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't disagree with that at all. It just about made my top five. I'd, I'd say it's like number six for me if, if I had to pick. So. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, it would have made my uh, honorable mentions, but I try to pick albums that I don't really know. They kind of stood out to me throughout the year. So I know this one, and I know Dio so well, that and Eric Church, that's why I excluded them from being a, a, a sure, honorable sure. mention list, because I just know them too well, and I feel like it's, just, it's a biased opinion. So if I, did all, if I didn't go with that criteria, Buffett would be number one every time. Sure, you sure, know? sure. That's yeah. yeah, a very valid point. So I, uh, that's why <laughs> I it's not in my honorable mentions, but agreed, man. Heaven and Hell, that album – is amazing from start to finish. The Dio album is amazing from start to finish. Yeah. Ronnie James is amazing from start to finish. Very I true. mean, he's amazing. So, I mean, it's it's just amazing work. So, yeah, great pick. Great pick. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Excellent. Chris, what is your number three? Well, again, I was jockeying my, my list around here, and I was looking at it, and I realized that we kind of started this podcast doing hair metal, right? And yeah. Uh, I didn't have any hair metal on my list, and I was like, wait a second. And I, I was looking around, and I was like, there was one album we reviewed this year that absolutely deserved to be on this list. It's one of the, the it was a debut album by these guys. It had a ton of hits. Well, I don't know if a ton of hits, but it was a solid oh. album from beginning to end. There were three big hits on it. Uh, but, you know, it, it was underrated as it could be. It came out at a terrible time, right when, when, hair metal was transitioning out these guys if they'd come out three or four years earlier they'd have been on the mount rushmore they 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 really would have but uh it earns my number three spot it's skid row from skid row hope you guys enjoy it 
guys, it, to me, and I forgot to mention that Sebastian Bach, dude is an overrated or underrated front man. He, he was charismatic. He could absolutely command the stage back in the day. Uh, and this was their debut album. They, they absolutely crushed it. It just was at a terrible time, in my opinion. Like, it was about 89 in there somewhere, right when yeah, yeah. grunge was starting to take over. Uh, yeah, if these guys had come out in, like, 84, 85, I, I swear I think they'd be as big as Def Leppard and Motley Crue and all those bands, you know, from that time. So. If they could have kept it together. They had a lot of bickering behind the scenes. Right? They had a lot of bickering. Yeah, 89, that is Chris, true. right. Yeah, that is true. They absolutely so they could have imploded uh, earlier yeah. if they would have come out earlier. So you never know. True. You're right, Anthony. You're absolutely right. Uh, there was a lot of animosity. Uh, I think they wanted to go a different direction after the uh, the next album. The uh, What's it? Slave I mean, the, the Grind. next album was heavy. Slave oh, yeah, it was the Grind. Slave of the Grind was a great follow-up. It was almost really a metal was. album, not a, not a hair metal oh, album. It was, it was definitely a metal album, Anthony. There's no denying. That well, was heavy as hell. The only time I saw these guys, I saw them Slave once, the Grind on tour. that Slave of the Grind tour, and Pantera opened for them, if that tells you the direction they were going in. So, like... Yeah, I think imagine? if they could, uh, if they could have worked out their differences, they could have survived the '90s. I think Sebastian Bach, it's a talented enough singer to help them down tune their sound a little bit, and they could have easily navigated the '90s, especially as he aged, because his voice obviously is not quite hitting those notes as he used to. Because he still, he, you guys, he still performs these Skid Row yeah. songs when he does mm-hmm. his solo shows. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, you're right, Chris. Great pick. I mean, I, you, you know, you brought a point up I didn't even think about. We we started this doing hair metal, and 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 I have basically gone complete my list the only hair i got on here would be queensrike if you want to argue that was hair metal back in the <laughs> 80s um because i'm looking at my list and that's that's the only one it would be close i mean close. pulled pulled europe so I europe mean, is that, darn but look darn at his other, that's the only hair metal he's got on his either so i do yeah. and that wasn't right. just to pick a hair metal album that was it was just because it's a great album right right it was your choice and, yeah. and that wasn't i didn't do this just to pick a hair metal album but i just when i when i and i'd kind of forgotten about it and i saw it and i and i realized oh wow yeah it started it's, it's looking for all the songs mention. it's a great yeah. album chris it was a great album great listen yeah. I, I was so close to an eight i think i was like seven 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 eight something like that when i scored this one seven and a half seven and a half i think i bumped that one too at the end of the episode so <laughs> all right anthony what about your number three for 2022 my number three is a uh, bad bad company till the day ah, i die yeah <laughs> y'all making me, me feel guilty let me find it here on my set wait a second oh, there it is should have pulled a five finger death punch version because you guys wanted the other version I'm going to read my little blurb. It's, it's not long. And since we've already talked about it, we won't stay too long on this one. We're about 40 minutes in already, so we'll move on to the our next pick. So I know my kid's movie's about to run out upstairs, so i got to <laughs> keep an eye out for that too. Um, you know, what I wrote was uh, one of our better albums from this year. Great pick, Chris. I can't recommend this one enough to those who listen to this podcast. And those who just want to listen to some great rock and roll blues-infused music, thumbs up. It was an 8.6, and I pushed that to a 9. 
Because it's an outstanding album. And spoiler alert, my next three are all rounded up albums to a nine. So they finally came out the nine, all three of them. But yeah. Fabulous. It's just one of those ZZ Top moments again for me. You know, like ZZ Top hit me in the fields last year and we went to it. You know, it was like, I didn't realize I enjoyed blues rock so much as I do. When I heard Bad Company, it's like, this is, this is hitting me. I like this. You know, there's so many good songs in there beyond the hits. Because I'm more of a greatest hits Bad Company person too. And, uh, I was like, you know, this is a great album to dive into because I love getting some taste of artists beyond their hits because there's a lot of good stuff you don't hear on the radio. Yeah, so. deeper stuff. You're absolutely right. It, it, trust me, my number two pick, Anthony, is full of stuff that I didn't realize that weren't you know weren't hits in the day. You, you'll hear it. Right. So, Bad Company, Bad Company is my number three. So uh, Fantastic anyways. pick. Good Lord. You know what? Y'all yeah. making me feel good guilty. Pick, I mean, good Lord. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. I mean, I'm trying to look at where my Bad Company ended up last year, and I know it was like – yeah, it was you know I, seven and a half. I, did, I think I, I deep bumped dove like as well. three. I deep dove three albums by them. Once once I listened to that one, it was like I think it was the next one's what Straight Shooters. That was called. I don't remember. I didn't dive into yeah, it. Is. I mean, it's, it is. It is really good. I kind of just stuck with this album, them. but I didn't deep dive them as much. But I stuck with this album. But I just I love this album so much. It's good. There's there also another album by them called Holy Water that that was popular when we were probably seniors, late teens, early twenties, in there somewhere. And I remember I think just so. listening to that a lot. I think it was the first Bad Company album I ever owned because, you know, back then, well, I probably owned, was it uh, uh, the 10 to 6? 10 from was, 6, yeah. Yeah, but but like it was the first, like, you know, non-greatest hits that I owned by them. Dude, it's just a tremendous band. They really but, are. But, you know, they have a lot of albums that just have, like, one song that's a hit on it. I noticed well, that, too, because they're just Or two, usually. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. yeah, usually one or two. Yeah. But Alabama was like that, too. Look at some of their albums. They have, like, one hit. <laughs> and that's it on that whole entire album. You know, I know some of the songs because I know their music, but it's like really, you know, that's it. That's it's funny to me. You, you would think they'd have more hits, but anyways. All right. Well, let's go up. It's time for my number two from 2022. Chris, go ahead and hit this. Yep. It's a good choice, Jimmy. Absolutely. time, my friend. This is for you, Anthony. Thank you. First slow dance is for you.
So obviously my number two pick was the album Four by Toto and Holy Smoke. Anthony, I can always thank you enough for this because this was way off my radar. I hadn't listened to it in a 40 years or something crazy. I mean, it's been a long time. My mom had this on cassette back in the day and I'd listen to it, but that, you know, it didn't grab me then. But as I've aged and matured, I've become a fan of Steve Lukather as a guitarist and knowing his history and what he's done throughout the years. And I can only say, you reopened my eyes this one is almost my number one pick for the year because this actually made one of my, my top Spotify, or not Spotify, but my Apple list. So that just tells you, like you guys were talking about Bad Company. Bad Company didn't make my top listens, uh, but this one did. And this is not my normal go-to. However, it became a go-to because the album is so, so strong. And like I said, from the first listen to it, when you picked this, I was like, I remember this. This, this is a pretty decent record, if I remember correctly. And holy crap, it's something special. It's something I cannot recommend enough. I have listened to this a ton over the year. Um, I do. One of the things I wrote down is I regret not listening to more Toto when I was younger. Lukather, he's a musical genius. And I know that I've missed out on some great stuff, but thank God we have Apple Music, Spotify to go back and listen to all this great stuff. And something about Toto that we, we did mention this, guys. They have three, they had four different vocalists on this record. Four different yeah, vocalists. Matt goes a lot. You know, Lukather had a couple. And I, I almost picked the Afraid of Love song because that song is so good. It's the one that's kind of rocking, if you guys remember. It's the first track on the second side. Great, great tune. But nonetheless, Anthony, this one, fantastic pick this year. Truly could have been my number one. I could have swapped my number one for this one easily. That's how much this record meant to me this year. Kind of glad we enjoy- I'm glad you enjoyed it because I was really kind of oh worried about God. this one when I picked it. Jesus, dude. This is nah, so, this is a classic, so, so strong. Yes. Oh, my God. Because sure. I know you're more of a metalhead. I am, dude. But uh, when it comes to guitars, though, there's nothing that right. hides that, – that, there's nothing that speaks more volumes than a great guitar player or a great composer. Lukather fits that bill 100%. Like yesterday, I was stumbling on these death – Apple Music was recommending death metal albums to me yesterday. <laughs> That's Funeral awesome metal. Mood. What kind of mood were you in, man? Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. It was. I don't know if it's doom metal or funeral metal or which one of those metals it was, but it was like, wow. was it the undeath or undeath? Undeath. Or metal. That's death metal. That's death metal. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually pretty good. I listened to it. Yeah. It's got a very What's cannibal. Between death metal and funeral metal, can y'all tell me? It's slower paced. Funeral metal is really <laughs> slow, but it's still heavy. <laughs> death right. metal is really faster paced. That's what it is. That's the difference. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Shut up, Chris. Stay away from this conversation. <laughs> if I outlive you, Jimmy, there will be funeral play or funeral metal played at your funeral. Thank you. Make it quality, please. Oh my God. Ugh, you bunch of toads. All right. Let's move forward. Number two for Chris. Okay, well, uh I was looking at Jimmy's clips when he sent them to me and, and my number two is his number one. I'm not going to spoil that for Jimmy right now. I will say it was when when we I mean obviously it's a great album I think I'm not sure Anthony has it in his list but 
it's definitely, I'm sure he will concur. This is one of the best albums. Metallica Chains, definitely not. You know what, what, Anthony, I'm sorry. (laughs) I will spoil that. I couldn't help it. (laughs) But So I don't want to spoil that for Jimmy. I'll let him play those. I will just kind of say it was a trip down memory lane for me. It's something I used to love back in the day. Fantastic album. Great pick. So I'm going to go ahead and give a few honorable mentions with my number two pick now. Since Jimmy's kind of got the number one. I don't want to play a medley of back-to-back like that, so... Sure, sure. But yeah, so I'm going to play some honorable mentions for you guys here. Solid, solid yeah. honorable Fu- mentions. Holy smokes. Foo Fighters, Medicine at Midnight, uh, Dio, uh, gosh, I didn't write the Holy Diver. Holy Diver. Holy right. Diver. And then Rage for Order by Queens, right? Kind of three of my honorable mentions there. Didn't quite make the cut, but uh, solid albums. I wanted to throw Foo Fighters in just because of, uh, you know, where we lost uh, Taylor this Taylor year. Taylor Hawkins, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably the, one of the best current drummers out there right now. One of the most beloved guys in rock. Uh, and you know, I don't know if you guys, we, it was tweeted last night that the Foo Fighters, uh, are going to start touring again. So, I mean, uh, or at least they're, too young, they're too young to quit. So, I mean, well, they're not that young. They're our age. Yeah. But, that, that was, they're our age, Anthony. So they're, I mean, they're getting up there, the buddy. Metallica and Iron Maiden. And I'm saying with those kind of, compared to those yeah, kind of bands, no, no, they're still right. kicking it, man. Luxie Turner by Metallica. Excellent I, I was speculating. I have no idea what their plans are, but I, I have a hard time believing that uh, that Dave's gonna be able to turn around and look at that drum kit and not see him. I, I bet he starts picking up the drums and playing them again and getting I, a different I, guy to play guitars. I don't know. I, I thought about that because he's got that history. He can do it. I mean, he, he drummed the whole uh, Color and Shape album, man. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> that's one and of the, the first album. the best albums they've got. You know, so like I don't know. Chris, I don't know. I can honestly, see him doing that. He's a he may be man. too old for I that. Don't I don't know. know. God, I don't know, man. He's a frontman. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of people frontmen who have drummed, you know, and like yeah, I mean, Phil Collins. I guess technically singers. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm really, I'm really glad they're not hanging it up because yeah, I, I definitely want to catch too. those guys down the road. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's, uh, Anthony, if you want to go ahead and go into your number two record for the year, sir. My number two, let's go out to the driveway, climb in our Chevy pickup truck. Maybe we'll make Amarillo by tomorrow morning. Transitions are fire today. I love it. Amarillo by morning Up from San Antonio Everything that I got Is just what I've got on When that sun is high in that Texas sky I'll be bucking it to Kind of wish I'd done my medley, too, because I'd like to hear some more George Strait off of that one. Um, that's George Strait's oh Straight from the Heart, in case you need to know the album title. And I wrote that, uh, digging this one, and for me, this album was the clear winner for me during Country Music Month. I need to dive into more of George Strait's albums, and I plan to do that. I'll try to do it on my own podcast. There are several great hidden gems on here, songs I wouldn't have heard unless I listened to this album. Glad I heard those. Glad we dove into this one. I can't recommend this album enough to anyone who listens to this podcast. Final rating was an 8.7, so it was a high one. Uh, rounding that to a 9 because this is an outstanding album start to finish. And I got to throw a little, you know, praise out to my dad. He listened to it. He said he's saving this one. He wants to hear it again. He loved listening to a review of it. Give us high awesome. praise. Give That's us high praise awesome, for man. it. So. Glad so anyways, yeah, man, George Strait, Straight from the Heart. And it's not just because I want to pick a country album. I mean, this album just, and it's not a late year resurgence either. I mean, it's it just one of those albums that really stood out to me this year that hit me hard, man. I did not realize how good this album was going to be when we listened to it. You know, I knew his hits and I knew a lot of his other music. But again, diving into his music and deeper into his albums, I was like, well, he's really just, I didn't realize his vocal range I didn't realize the style, some of the styles he had in his music. I thought he was just a straight country guy, but literally a straight country guy. But uh, yeah, you know. sort straight country guy. Good to but get in the anyways, house yeah, I, that's not number two, man. I, I you know, so uh, speaking of the number two, Anthony, do you want to go ahead and do your honorable mentions, and I'll do mine, and then I'll pick my number one if that sounds good to you guys. I can sure. do my honorable mentions if you want me to go and yeah, do them. Let's go ahead and do yours, and then I'll do my honorable mentions right after you, and then I'll then I'll kick into my number one for the year. Now. Keep in mind, any one of these could have slotted into my number five spot. It was Africa and Rosanna that eventually put Toto over the top for me. You just can't right. beat those yeah. two songs. But uh, Dangerous Toys, Dangerous Toys, okay. Skid Row, Skid Row, Hootie and the Blowfish, Cracked Rear View. I know Chris will smile at that one. <laughs> this is a, a very controversial pick. It almost made my top five. Van Halen, A Different Kind of Truth. Mm-hmm. I know you guys didn't care for that one all that much. But I still really dig it. Um, and it's not streaming anywhere now either, so I'm glad we got into it. I know, it's really. crazy, isn't it? It is Ghost, Meloria, uh, almost made it. It was in my top five for a while. Brian Adams, Reckless. Queen's Rake, Rage for Order. Brooks and Dunn, Brandy Man is a nice revisit. Twisted Sisters, Stay Hungry. And the Black Keys, Dropout Boogie, um, was almost in there too for me. So those are my honorable mentions, man. Like I said, I was jockeying between those and Toto, I was like, which one, which one? I'd listen to all those and I couldn't, you know, I had yeah, to find something gotcha. to put it over. So those are my honorable mentions. I know it's a lot, but that was it. 
that's awesome, man. So I'll, I'll go into my honorable mentions, and you had a that's a tremendous list, and and I thought about these. Can't disagree. This with is hardly any of them. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, those right there are fantastic. Like albums. you said, we had a tremendous year, guys, and some fantastic music that we reviewed. I will say this: here's one that you guys. I don't know if you guys mentioned or not. Nobody's mentioned it yet. Michael Jackson's Thriller is one of my honorable mentions. It was a fantastic revisit. Knowing that Steve Lukather was guitarist on that made it even better. I that's mean, crazy. you know. It's it's nuts, isn't it? Then you got another one that we revisited for me was Tom Petty, Full Moon Fever. Love that album. Yeah, yeah. Freaking love that album. Hootie and the Blowfish is on my honorable mention because it was just a great revisit. It's a fun listen. It's just something that took me back to the to the early nineties, like or mid nineties. Um, and then this is one that we did that uh, was a was a bonus episode. We did Weezer's Blue album, which was a great revisit for me. I, I'm not a huge yeah. Weezer fan, and it was something that it was a great great listen. And I will I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. This is not my number one pick for the year, Anthony, but it I can't I can't even throw this out high enough at how great this album is. George Strait, Straight from the Heart, was probably my biggest surprise. It cannot be judged against the rest of the competition. I absolutely love this album. And if I were to go by my numbers, this is my top five by scores. Brooks and Dunn, number one. Number two was George Strait. Number three, Dio, Holy Diver. Number four was Tom Petty. And number five was Iron Maiden. That's my top five by scores. Now, my top five by my heart, by my feels, Obviously, Eric Church was number five. Number four was Queens Rock Rage for Order. Number three was Black Sabbath Heaven and Hell. Number two was Toto for number one, Chris. Hit it. I saw the light. I've been baptized by the fire in your church and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new.
Oh, yeah. So, guys, I had to make that montage of the five tens that I had on this record. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you know what? It was my number one pick. I had to celebrate this one because, I mean, let's face it. I saw the light. This was a great, great album. Um, and, and I said <laughs> during the uh, pod, <laughs> I was baptized. Uh, but, you know, when, I, when we reviewed this podcast, when we reviewed this during the podcast, I let you guys know that I had been holding on to this record since I picked Dwight Yoakam last year. That's this is how long this has been in the back burner for me, and uh, it's such a satisfying listen. It captures how country duos can achieve something so close to country music perfection. Arguably one of the greatest country music albums of all time. I'll defend that opinion until the day I die, and that's the reason why it's my number one for 2022. And I'm glad we all had a, a chance to discuss it. And Chris, obviously this was your number two pick, so yeah, yeah I can't disagree yeah, at all. It was my number yeah, it's two. It's a fantastic it was... album for me. You set the bar right. so high at, when we began <laughs> Country Music Month. It was just like, it was impossible for me to, to beat it. Even though I think we all, you know, like, I mean, I'm oh, dude, straight, we, this, straight. You're right. Those three albums and, we and Eric picked Church, awesome. Solid album, awesome. too. But, man, I, like, Hell, to me. Eric Church was my number five. I mean, come on, dude. To, seriously. I, I mean, I'd forgotten how many hits were on that Brooks and Dunn album. I mean, it was ridiculous, mm-hmm. man. It was absolutely That was ridiculous. on my honorable mentions. That was yeah. one of those yeah. I hadn't listened to in a long, long time. So it was a nice revisit for me. So I just love um, it. I didn't want to spoil it. I didn't want to play two clips. I wouldn't have had five tracks back. on it, but I'd have had three. I mean, it's like you had two or three for sure. Playing that, yeah. yeah. So, but I agree 100 percent right. with that. Yeah. All right. Guys. All right. You guys ready for my number one? Number one. Go for it, Chris. All right. So I went from. I think you guys probably know where this is going. I went from not knowing this band at all at the beginning of the year to seeing them in concert in September. Uh, it was my number one streamed uh, band on band, Spotify yeah. for the year. This is basically because I, I binged them so I know the songs in concert, but still, it was. You, you talk about a great show, absolute production. I mean, the, the way they play their shows is tremendous. Uh, Tobias is a ridiculous front man. I mean, he's just great at what he does. Uh, it's Ghost Meloria is my number one album. Here we go. It is a long way down. 
thing that uh, about about these guys uh, vocally. I mean, I shouldn't have said Tobias. I don't think even most people know his name. Papa Emeritus is a <laughs> superior man. The guy is clean, crisp. It's, it's, his vocals are ridiculously good. The guitarists he brings in for this band. I mean, they're different every tour. I mean, it's kind of like a greatest hits of guys. He kind of meshes together. You don't even know who they are. I don't know how they are so on point. I mean, he always brings in really good musicians to play with him. Uh, the harmonies they have, the dueling guitars, uh, stage production. It's just, man, it's, it's such a great show. It was, it absolutely blew me away. It's probably the, I'm not going to say it's the best album we did, but it absolutely was the biggest surprise for me of the year. So it was my number one spot. It makes, makes sense, sense to make it for Iron Maiden, you know, with those productions. Oh, yeah. Iron Maiden oh, you know, has all those productions, too. So they pretty much shared the set, probably. They just, you know, go choose. Because <laughs> Iron Maiden has all that stuff on their set, too. So they probably just said, well, we got all the color gels you got over here you need. So we got all this stuff. So you go for it, you know. But wow. that's a perfect match, actually. But, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Chris. That was one of those, another one yeah. of those picks for me this year that I was like, yeah, I think Jimmy, I know Jimmy's going to be fine with it because he listens to Ghost more than me. But I was like, Chris, I don't know. This is going to be different. So it's good when it turns Dude, out to be your number one. So. It's a great album, man. It's yeah. great. It's a great pick. Like Definitely. I said, it, it, that one arguably is something that could have been on my, but that's one of my lower scores because that's not my, my go-to on Ghost was, uh, was the first album. And uh, I love, I love Eponymous or whatever it's called. And it's yeah. it's such a great great record. Uh, it's it's a little bit you know a little bit darker, I guess, but it's still got that poppy feel, and it's kind of it's good stuff. I think this Rich one is on in my it. sweet oh my God. spot. Oh, this that was, was a great it's a great Anthony record. Anthony nailed the pick for me. Knowing their discography now, uh, there's a lot yeah. of good and it, it's a little poppy, but it's not like as poppy as the newer stuff, and it's not as heavy and dark as the old stuff. It's right in the sweet spot there for me. So I would yeah. I would dare say if we went back and re-reviewed this one, I know my original score was like a six point three, and I bumped it up to a seven, if I ain't mistaken. I think this one would score higher now because I've I've listened to it more, and it's just become more and more uh, ingrained. Um, I do like prequel a little better than this one, which is the album that followed this record. And um, of course, like I said, I've got that soft spot for the first record. I don't, I don't know why, but it's just a, it's just rituals on it, man. I love that song. Um, what song? Yeah, no, is Anthony, it? it's, it's a got, fantastic pick. Good God, it's got hammer in the title. What song? Square is it hammer. That's actually every time on this album, and, and it wasn't. I was a little disappointed when. I was going every to time clips. when I get a new pair of headphones or earbuds, that's one of the first songs I use to test them out. Square nice, Hammer. Nice. There's something about that song. Like when I got my Sony's earlier, it's what they always close like, with, just so you know. Such a great, great yeah, song, man. That's one of those albums that songs that just it's really perfect to to really learn everything about Ghost and about music in a way because it's so heavy and good. And it's got a lot of different stuff going on with it. Oh, so. it's got a bunch of stuff going on. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Great, great pick. All right. So, Anthony. All right, Anthony. We know well, this is one, no sir. surprise to nobody. We're going to get in there, red barchetta, and uh, go avoid some <laughs> flying police cars, man. I love it. One of my favorite Rush songs, too. It's a great song, man. Love this song. Should have caught a little more of that one, man. There's a jam coming up in that too. 
Uh, man, this is a long conclusion for me. Should I read the whole thing? <laughs> Go ahead, brother. This, this is your this is your crown. This is your, this is your crown jewel, buddy. <laughs> well, it's Rush Moving Pictures. Uh, that's the album for me for the year. And I wrote that I debated if this was the right one for us to dive into as our first Rush album because I wasn't sure if we should lean into Hard Rock Rush or Digital Rush, which is the sound they would pursue throughout the 80s. I also wanted Chris Chris's first Rush album to be something special, so that also made me question if this album was the right choice. I can think of several other ones by them that would be great choices as well, but after listening to this album the past few weeks and starting a deep dive into every single Rush album, I realized this was a great album to start with for someone who has never listened to Rush. Arguably, the first four songs on this album are the strongest four songs Rush has ever lined up back to back to back to back on any album. Plus, Tom Sawyer and Limelight are huge classic rock staples that everyone knows. They are both iconic songs. On top of that, you have Rush in their prime. What's not to love about that? So yes, I think this is a great album for a first-time Rush fan to listen to, and I'm glad we dove into it. I hope we can do one or two more albums in the future by them. I can easily recommend moving pictures to anyone listening to us or anyone wanting to start a Rush journey. Thumbs up, 8.78. Bumping that to a 9 because this is one outstanding album start to finish. So that started a Rush journey for me this year that is ongoing. In fact, I was listening to Rush this morning before we did the podcast. Um, and then we found a podcast, Something for Nothing, who unfortunately their last episode dropped this morning. Jerry and Steve are amazing. If you want to learn all about Rush, dive into that podcast, Something for Nothing. They're awesome. And I mean, I'm telling you what, man, Rush has become a go-to for me. They've even filled a few gaps in my days where Buffett would have put some gaps in there. They've become that kind of a band for me now where I'll turn on Buffett to chill out and relax. Sometimes I'll turn on Rush instead. And that's how big a band they've become for me this year. And this album had to be my number one because when we did it after this, I listened to every single album. I went back and re-listened to every single album. I found a podcast. It reshaped my entire year. So I cannot put Rush Moving Pictures any lower than number one for me because it was by far the album of the year. Maybe the album of the podcast for me so far. So, I mean, it was huge. Yeah. So I knew it had a big I, uh, I think impact on I was going to say, so I, no Anthony, I believe... <laughs> I believe this is a one of those albums that can't truly be judged because of its its iconic status, and I, th- I think this is the one I picked, right? No, I picked it. Well, you picked Heart the week before. I think I picked this. Okay, one no, you picked the, Moving Pictures. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. I was going to say I, I remember the guy that we worked his name's it out Tom, like something like yeah. Well, because you we wanted were, to do you Rush, were going back and, said, and forth. Yeah, yeah, this guy didn't want to do Rush, and I said you can make the pick, and we, I know what we were going to do, and I, we, you know, well, you went ahead and went with the Heart album, and I and I chose Rush the following week. But uh, yeah, dude, this is an album that I know, Chris. I, I get it. You, you didn't. Uh, you, you're not a huge fan by no means, but it is. It, it, it it's an it acquired is, taste. It, it's an acquired taste. I mean, I, I get it. And it's this album. Honestly, it took me back. Like I said during the podcast, it took me back to our senior year when I had Miss Bradley as a teacher. We did <laughs> a, a review of a song, Witch Hunt, in class. We had wrote some kind of Witch paper Hunt's on amazing. it. So. And it's a great, Bradley great tune. Rush, didn't she? Yeah. She did. She was a huge Rush right. fan. And, man, I, it's such a great, great listen. Honestly, this probably should have been in my honorable mentions. It's such a good, good album. But, hey. You if know. we do any more Rush albums, I mean, we should do a Farewell to Kings or 2112. One of those two, would be I my think. Choice. I mean, Xanadu. I think Xanadu sick, is, <laughs> Xanadu is up there with Stairway to Heaven for me as far as 
the echelon of hard rock, um, classic rock songs. I mean, it's Xanadu from start to finish, man, is so intricate, so deep, so layered. Great tune. It's ridiculous how good that song is, man. So, but anyway, that's my pick for number one for the year. It was an easy pick. That's fantastic. That's been there since day one, and it did stay there, so... Man, well, guys, I tell you what, I'm I'm looking forward to see what 2023 brings us and the reviews that we're going to do. I know that we're going to take a little different step this year starting off. Uh, we've decided to revisit arguably one of the greatest bands of all time. And we've got three choices coming up. We're, I don't know if we're going to throw a surprise out for your, for this January listens, but guys, it's Van Halen. It's uh, it's one of my favorite bands of all time. We're going back and hitting three of their records this month, and we're going to uh, we're going to celebrate who's got the first. Who's got the first pick here? You guys have any? I would. Are we going to go I in think order? This with, is more of a group effort, isn't it? I, I was going to say it let's is. just do it like we normally do. It would be me, then you, then uh, me, then you, then Anthony, or is it Anthony going to go second? No, I used to go last. I think don't you I? go. Okay, okay. I just didn't know how we were going to do this one because I didn't know how we were going to start <laughs> the year off either. Yeah. So. So what's our first Halen right. album we'll be doing next week? Van Halen 2 is my pick for us to revisit the uh, second album, obviously, by these guys. And um, spoiler alert, it's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> I love the record. And I'm looking forward to going back and re-listening to this record. Uh, I know that uh, I can't har- hark enough about this album. It's such a, such a good listen for me. But uh, yeah, yeah we want back to get back Van to Halen. sort of our first few albums. I mean, our first few reviews are a little rough and – Van Halen was oh, yeah. among our first reviews, yep. and that was the point in time where I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy mics. I was trying all kinds of forms of things to get my voice across, and they came and had one of those old telemarketer headsets at one point in time. <laughs> it just the sound was yeah. not very good. Nah, man. the sound That's was great. terrible. We didn't really know what we were doing. We weren't pulling I didn't clips even have music infused into the podcast. Right. Oh yeah, dude, this is going to be a whole I different. Mean, was, this is going to be a whole different revisit. We're going to give and we, it the, our scale the was pretty abstract as well. We didn't really have a, a very good rating scale, so I didn't feel really like have a format. So yeah, yeah. it's time to revisit. No, dude, Maybe. It's, it's a couple Aussie awesome. albums too, because they were they were oh, Van Halen oh, and Ozzy were, were rough, rough back in the, <laughs> the Aussie <laughs> ones are. Oh my god, I've almost wanted to pull them down there so bad, but yeah, yeah, we, we it shows the progression, deserve, I suppose. Uh, dude, it does, and it deserves a revisit on a couple of. You're right, Anthony. Maybe that's something we'll do later in the year as a as a continuation yeah. of revisiting records because we start we could like we're still doing this. <laughs> we could do one Randy well, Rhodes. We could do one uh, Jake Ely and one Zach Wilde. Zach, yeah, we could, we could do, yeah. yeah. That's good. actually a great, great yeah, idea. Yeah, so Jimmy yeah, Frizzle. man, heck. Oh, sorry guys. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is. Normal morning crap for me. <laughs> Kids are playing Fortnite probably. <laughs> no, they're still asleep. I got to wake them up. <laughs> they got to go back to school tomorrow. So good Lord. Yeah, mine got to go to school tomorrow too. Oh man! All right, guys. Well, this was a fantastic year. I had a blast. I know that uh, our schedules sometimes can be tough to get everything to work together. We had a couple unexpected things this year. You know, I uh, of course lost my mom. Uh, Chris, you know, uh, we we had vacations. We all try to help each other out by doing some bonuses. Anthony, you 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 really yeah. stepped it up for Christmas. You crushed uh, the Christmas bonus, man. It was great. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic, fantastic. Listen. Um, yeah, man, uh, guys, it's, this what's about. We, we, we try to help each other out the best we can. And, and, uh, this is our, this is our few minutes, uh, each week to, to kind of hang out again, you know? So I love it. I'm grateful for all we have. I'm looking forward to see what the new year brings us. Yep. Uh, I can't say it any better, Jimmy. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and, uh, have a good new year. 
So, all right, guys. I hate my twenty twenty three starting off with one of my favorite podcast ending, but that's uh, that's okay. There's other ones out there. <laughs> right? Those right. are the guys that took a swipe at Buffett, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, I get it. I honestly, I get it. I I, I get it. When people take a swipe at, but I understand well, it. It's, you know, it's people that don't really know the music that are taking exactly. A swipe. I get it. I I'm I'm over all that because I understand. You know that, and Buffett hasn't helped his case. You know, he's he's peddling stuff now that that definitely puts him in that that place where people take him more as a joke than a true artist. And I get that. But if you know him the way I know him, you know, and you guys know him. Oh yeah, definitely. So. All right. All right, boys, we'll wrap this thing up. Happy new year from the audible ecstasy podcast. This is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. And this is it. Mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer. Mean.